Tuesday, March 13, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. That is Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports with a dose of common sense, maybe just a hint of sarcasm here or there. We are happy to have you with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. We survived Monday. We even survived the Monday after daylight savings time. Now, I'm almost positive that back in the like the medieval times, the Monday after daylight savings time was wiping out people like the bubonic plague. We sailed right through that sucker. Have some pride today. We've managed to make it through that painful, painful Monday. If you'd like to contact us, tell us how you survived your Monday. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email at dailydosports at gmail.com or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. We would love to hear from you. Today on the show, we do have some breaking news I want to discuss, and we also want to talk a little March Madness. As you are filling out your brackets for what we know is that all-important office pool, how well do you really know the teams that you're picking? We're going to play a little trivia game with you today. going to see how you do. Plus, NFL free agency begins tomorrow. What free agents should your favorite team be trying to sign? No, 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 we don't care about that. What free agents should your favorite team be trying to avoid? We have a few players that you might be hoping your team doesn't sign. Going to talk about that a little later in the show. But before we get to any of that, we do have a quick announcement. You can play that. That's fine. Once again... We are hosting a Daily Dose contest, this time for March Madness, and anyone is welcome. You don't need an invitation, you don't need a password, none of those things. Simply do this. Go over to ESPN.com, find the ESPN Tournament Challenge, and join the group Daily Dose Sports Podcast. Each person that joins can submit up to two brackets if you want to hedge your bets. You know, Big Rob sets these up for us. He won our college football bowl game pick'em. So somebody needs to step up and beat our resident Philadelphia Eagles fan. We know these days everything seems to be coming up Philly. Now winners can claim prizes from ESPN. Plus, the winner of our Daily Dose group gets to come on the podcast. And you also will win a very, very special trophy to keep temporarily. So get over there, head over to ESPN, sign up. You have until Thursday when the real games begin. I will have a bracket over there. Number of people that participate in the show are going to have brackets over there. So prove your picks are better than ours. Bragging rights are on the line, people. We will put a link up on our website, dailydosesports.wordpress.com. Thanks to Big Rob for setting that up. But we would love to have you come join us. If you don't have a group to join, come join our group. And you might end up on the show if you win the thing. We would love to have you join our Daily Dose Bracket Challenge. Now, let's get into a little breaking news. The Cincinnati Bengals have agreed to make a trade with the Buffalo Bills for left tackle Cordy Glenn. As part of the trade, the Bengals and the Bills agreed to swap first-round picks. Buffalo gets the number 12 overall selection. The Bengals will receive the number 21 overall selection. Now, we know that the Bengals have struggled to protect Andy Dalton. Hey, they need a left tackle. They went and found a guy who 
might not be great, but is serviceable. He should be solid for them. And we also know from the Bills perspective that they don't have a quarterback on their roster. So they don't even need a left tackle. They can just play with a gap right there. Who even cares? In that frame of mind, this trade makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I don't know what the Bills are going to do with all the picks that they have. They have a number of draft picks. But I guess left tackle is going to be one of the things they're going to have to get. A little bit surprised they're not going to keep Cordy Glenn. He's costing them a little too much money, I would say. Also, Kirk Cousins said thank you to Washington fans in a blog post on his website on Monday. Cousins is set to become a free agent tomorrow, and he could end up becoming the NFL's highest paid quarterback. Of course, Washington opted not to use another franchise tag on him for the third straight year or to even negotiate a possible long-term deal. Instead, Washington made a trade for Kansas City quarterback Alex Smith back in late January. Cousins wrote on his blog, for the first time in 11 years, I will participate in choosing where I play. Having said this, I would not trade the past decade for anything. Cousins wrote that post and he tagged two teams in that post, which were later removed. He tagged the Minnesota Vikings and he tagged the New York Jets. Notably absent from his tags were my Denver Broncos. You know, it's hard to know If that's just like a ploy, maybe he's going to one of those teams. Maybe he's not going to either one of those teams. He's just kind of throwing everybody off. You don't know. You don't know whether he is truly only considering the Jets and the Vikings or if he has other places in mind. Not really sure. For all we know, he meant to tag the Broncos, but he just missed the keys, in which case he would be a perfect guy to fit in with current Denver Bronco quarterback Paxton Lynch because Paxton Lynch wouldn't be able to hit those keys. Paxton Lynch couldn't hit water from a boat. So it's hard to tell exactly what Kirk Cousins is actually doing. We're going to find out very, very soon, though. We'll probably find something out later today. I would imagine we're going to start hearing things leaking out about Kirk Cousins. Finally, the Oakland Raiders are releasing defensive back Sean Smith amid a report that the cornerback will be pleading guilty to a felony assault charge later today he could be sentenced to one year in prison. You know, the 30-year-old Smith's legal issues come from this incident with his sister's boyfriend last summer in Pasadena. Smith has agreed to plead guilty to a felony charge of assault with great bodily injury. He's going to be sentenced, they say, to one year in prison. He'll also have five years of probation. As a result, the Raiders are cutting Sean Smith from their roster. Now, I just find it interesting that the Raiders are cutting him for a jail sentence. I mean, what is going on with the Oakland Raiders? It used to be that's how you got a contract extension with the Raiders. Now they cut you for going to jail? They found some of their best players in jail. I don't know. I don't know if I like this new Raider Nation thing. I guess it's a kinder, gentler world, but I'm just not used to what the Raiders are doing quite yet. Hey, coming back, the NCAA basketball brackets, of course, are out now. You are making your picks. You are filling those in. But how well do you know the teams that are in it? We're going to play some trivia today on the Daily Dose. Plus, I do want to talk a little bit about NFL free agency. All of that right after this. You know, every year, the March Madness brackets come out, and we hear a number of these teams that are in our brackets. Well, today on The Daily Dose, 
I thought we could play a little game. Where are some of these schools that are in the tournament located? We're going to play a little bit of Daily Dose Trivia right now. You can score at home, or even if you're alone, and see how well you know these NCAA tournament teams. Feel free to let us know how you did. Are you ready? We're going to play a little Daily Dose Trivia. Let's cue up some music for this, can we? Yeah, something like that. That's nice. Let's just kind of keep that rolling in the background there. All right. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are the number four seed in the West region where they will be matching up with North Carolina Greensboro. Of course, we remember the Bulldogs went clear to the national championship last season where they lost that thriller to North Carolina. And, you know, Gonzaga has made kind of a niche out of being a mid-major that can play with the big boys every single year. And they can do it again this year. This team can play with anyone. They can do a little bit of everything. But here's the question. Where is Gonzaga located? I would like the city and state, please. Think about that for a second. Where is Gonzaga? All right, here we go. Gonzaga is a private Catholic university. They have about 7,000 students there. Located in Spokane, Washington. All right, give you an easy one there. Going to start off slow. Moving on to our second team on the list. Of course, the Villanova Wildcats, they made history back in 1985 when they won the national championship as an eight seed, beating Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Hoyas. They won it again just two years ago in 2016. And head coach Jay Wright has this team ready to try to do it again. Jalen Brunson is one of the best players in this tournament. If you haven't seen him play, he is well worth your time to see. You know, Villanova just plays tough basketball, but... Another easy one. Where is Villanova University located? Anybody know that? Do you know the answer to this one? Of course, this team could ride the recent wave of success for this city. We just talked about it. Villanova is a private research university located, yes, in Philadelphia. They are the number one seed in the East. How are you doing so far to in? All right, we got a few more for you. The Pirates of Seton Hall are the number eight seed in the Midwest after going 21 and 11 this year. They will be facing a very athletic North Carolina State squad in the first round. Now, Seton Hall has some toughness. If you are old enough, you might remember Seton Hall playing against Michigan in the 1989 National Championship game, but do you remember where Seton Hall is located? It's another Catholic university. Give you that hint. Where is Seton Hall? All right, Seton Hall is located in South Orange, New Jersey. You getting the hang of the game? We'll see, because it's going to get tougher. Next up, the Creighton Blue Jays went 21-11. and They finished third place in the Big East. Hey, this team can score some serious points. They are the number eight seed. They will face Kansas State in the first round of the tournament. But where are the Blue Jays from? Another Catholic school. Creighton in the Big East. Where is Creighton from? All right, Creighton comes from Omaha, Nebraska. Why are they in the Big East? We don't know. How's your score looking so far? Are you getting more right than wrong? All right, we all remember We Are Marshall, the movie with Matthew McConaughey pretending to be a head football coach. Of course, no one would ever believe that. The Thundering Herd, though, this year in basketball are a 13 seed in the East region. They will be facing Wichita State. They're going to have their hands full there, but Marshall did go 24-10. and 10. They finished fourth in Conference USA. 
Where will Marshall be traveling from this year? This is an easy one. If you remember the movie, you should remember this. Marshall is located in Huntington, West Virginia. They've got an enrollment of about 13,000 students at Marshall. Okay, let's start to bump up the difficulty a little bit here. They have never been a number one seed before, but the Xavier Musketeers were named the top seed in the West region after they went 28-5 and and finished in that top spot of the Big East regular season. Xavier has had some solid teams in the past, but where is Xavier located? You might think of them as a small school. They actually have an enrollment of about 36,000 students, so they aren't that small. But Xavier is located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Moving on, the St. Bonaventure Bonnies got into the tournament. Well, sort of. They have to play UCLA tonight in the play-in game. Yes, I said play-in game. We all know it's a play-in game. The winner of this game will be facing Florida on Thursday. And while everyone is probably picking UCLA, don't sleep on St. Bonaventure. They have gone 25-7 and this year. They have a pretty good backcourt. But where is St. Bonaventure located? They are actually in the southwest corner of New York State in Allegheny, New York. Did you know where St. Bonaventure was? Might want to check that score. Got a few more left. Stephen F. Austin is the number 14 seed in the East. They will be facing Texas Tech in the opening round. The Lumberjacks are actually going to their fourth tournament in five years. And while they're going to be an underdog, this team plays a very intense trapping style of defense. They will smother you. Texas Tech could better be ready. They better have their guards ready. But where is Stephen F. Austin? It is a public university. It's got about 11,000 students. And yes, it is in Texas, but no, it is not in Austin. It is in Nacogdoches in East Texas. Did you know where Stephen F. Austin was? Now you do. Moving on. Of course, we really started to hear about Davidson a few years ago when a skinny kid by the name of Stephen Curry got the Wildcats to the big dance. But then we kind of found out his name was Stefan. And then he went to the Golden State Warriors, won a few titles, won an MVP. Meanwhile, Davidson is back in the dance this year. They will be facing the number five Kentucky Wildcats in the South region. But where is Davidson College? Davidson, private liberal arts college, has less than 2,000 students in it. They are located in Davidson, North Carolina, just north of Charlotte. How'd you do? How's your score looking so far? Going to get a little bit tougher. Coming down the stretch here. Just a few more to go. The Bucknell Bison are in the tournament as the number 14 seed. And of course, they have no chance against Michigan State in the first round. They're not going to get much respect, but hey, they play in the Patriot League. They finished first with a 25-9 record. But I mean, does Bucknell really have a shot against Michigan State? Of course not. Now, where is Bucknell University? Bucknell is a liberal arts college with about 4,000 students. It's located in central Pennsylvania in the town of Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. By the way, be very careful of matchups like this where no one is giving a team like Bucknell a chance. Just lobbing that out there for anyone who might be interested. Next up on our trivia list, the Murray State Racers are a trendy pick this year to be that 5-12 upset as they will be facing the West Virginia Mountaineers on Friday in the first round. Murray State is 26-5. They won the Ohio Valley Conference. Hey, Murray State can play some serious defense. They get up and down the floor. But where is Murray State? 
the Nora Murray State is a four-year public university. Murray State has about 11,000 students, and they are located in Murray, Kentucky. Did you get Murray, Kentucky? All right, three to go. Next up, the Radford Highlanders have already pulled off a huge upset by winning the Big South to even make the dance as the 16 seed in the East. They will face LIU Brooklyn for the chance to get crushed by Villanova in the first round as the 16th seed. But where is Radford located? Radford is a public university. They've got about 9,000 students, and Radford is located in Radford, Virginia. How is your score looking? Keep track of that score. All right, two more to go. The Lipscomb Bison upset Florida Gulf Coast last week, and they qualified for the NCAA tournament for the first time ever in school history. They're the 15th seed in the West. And of course, they have no shot against North Carolina, right? Yeah, remember what I said about these games no one looks at? Sometimes those are the sneaky ones. But where is Lipscomb located? Lipscomb is a private liberal arts university, got about 4,000 students, and they are located in Nashville, Tennessee. Final school on our list up next the Wright State Raiders. They made the tournament by winning the Horizon Conference over Cleveland State. They're the 14th seed. They'll be facing number three, Tennessee, in the South region. But where is Wright State located? Wright State is a public research university. Got about 17,000 students. And they are located in Dayton, Ohio. So how did you do on our Daily Dose Trivia today? Here is our grading system. Zero to five correct. You probably spent way too much time watching all the ice skating in the Winter Olympics. You weren't watching enough basketball. Probably should have peeled yourself away from all that ice skating. Watched a little bit of hoop. Six to 11 correct. It's not bad. It's not bad. But maybe you should be paying attention a little more to the Daily Dose when we do our weekend previews and you actually tune in for a college basketball game or two. We only tell you when they are. We only tell you who's playing, if it's a good matchup or not. You might want to start paying a little more attention. Or did you get 12 to 14 of these correct? If you did, well done to you. You will undoubtedly lose to Lorraine in order fulfillment in your office bracket pool. You, my friend, really know college hoops. You know, we might have to do some Colin trivia at some point here on the Daily Dose. If you'd have any interest in participating in some Daily Dose trivia, you might have to let me know. We might have to set something like that up. Might be something fun to do here on the Daily Dose. All right, coming back, NFL free agency is beginning tomorrow. What free agent will your favorite team be signing this year? And maybe just as important, which free agents should you be hoping they don't sign this year? Just a quick reminder, if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. March's Loot Crate theme is called Playback and it features items from Back to the Future, Sonic the Hedgehog, Dungeons and Dragons, and The Simpsons. And you know, if none of those franchises interest you, make sure you head over to LootCrate.com because I'm telling you, if they've got any franchise you can possibly think of, they've got items for your house, for your desk, for your car, for your pet, you name it. LootCrate.com has it. The best part about ordering from LootCrate, 
When you check out, make sure you type Daily Dose into the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. Nothing wrong with saving a little money if you are doing some shopping. Head over to LootCrate.com and see what they've got over there. Now, as NFL free agency is beginning, and teams are already sending their bids to players that are about to become, you know, without teams, don't forget that every single season, we see teams sign players and it just absolutely doesn't work. We see bad free agent signings all the time. Now tomorrow, we're going to start seeing some serious money get thrown around. Just remember, not all these relationships are going to work. In fact, we're already seeing players like Ndamukong Sue getting cut by the Miami Dolphins. They gave him a ton of money. That relationship clearly hasn't worked. So when we start to see all this free agent activity beginning, remember, some of these players, they're buyer beware. Like you can sign them and you hope you don't pay too much for them, but not all those relationships are going to work. Here are a couple of NFL free agents that if I were calling the shots, I would want to avoid because they may come with more problems. They may come with some other things in the relationship that you might not want on your team. I've got four free agents that I would avoid if I were NFL teams. First up, defensive tackle, Don Terry Poe. Now, someone is going to pay Poe a ton of money because quite simply, there just aren't that many defensive tackles on the market this year. But Poe is not going to dramatically change your defensive line, even though he is going to dramatically change your team's salary cap. Remember the Chiefs drafted him super high because he was one of those combine guys. He looked great at the combine. No, he hadn't really done anything at a small school. We looked at his game tape. It wasn't that impressive. But at the combine, he ran really fast and he jumped really high. So everyone got all excited. The Chiefs drafted him way too early. And then they dumped him last year because they could see that he wasn't really a player. He took a one-year prove-it kind of deal with Atlanta last year. Now, with the Falcons, he played a season of, I'm going to show you the best that I have so that I can get a big contract next year. Now, here we are. Pro Football Focus had Don Terry Poe rated the 35th best defensive lineman in the NFL. So, if you want a big contract for very average production, then yeah, I'd say Don Terry Poe is your guy. But if you actually want production and you don't want that huge contract, then you might want to just skip him and go on to someone else because he's not going to help you that much. Next guy on our list. When I say the name, you're going to say, what are you, crazy? Do you watch football at all? Well, let's look a little deeper into this. Running back Carlos Hyde is a guy that I would avoid. How in the world can Carlos Hyde be a guy to avoid? He's one of the best running backs in the league. Do you even watch football? What are you talking about? He's just been stuck on a bad team. Actually, that might not be the case. Yes, he had 940 yards rushing last year. He had eight touchdowns. But that doesn't tell the entire story. See, Niners coach Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's pretty conducive to having productive running backs. But Carlos Hyde was only good in the running game. See, here's the thing about Hyde. He's not a very good blocker. And he actually dropped nine passes, most in the league, By a running back. So stop and think about this for a second. Carlos Hyde can't block. Oh, and also can't catch. So the only time you can have him in the game is if he's running the ball because he's a liability in the passing game. 
But if you have him in the game when he's running the ball, then the defense knows he's running the ball. Do you see the problem? Why Carlos Hyde might not be nearly as productive of a running back as we all kind of think that he is. You hear the name Carlos Hyde and you say, hey, if my team somehow lands Carlos Hyde, that's a pretty good free agent signing. Is it? I'm not so sure. It might not be nearly as good of a free agent signing as you might think it is. You might want to hope that your favorite team avoids signing running back Carlos Hyde. Next on our list is an offensive lineman that's pretty good. It's not that Nate Solder can't play. I think he still can play a little bit. Although his level of play has dropped off in recent seasons, we've seen Nate Solder be the guy protecting Tom Brady over the last few years. The problem is this. Left tackles are always in such high demand that Nate Solder, his price tag is going to handicap any team that does sign him because he's going to cost them so much money. And Solder is going to get top dollar from someone out there who is desperate for a starting left tackle. But is Nate Solder a top-notch left tackle? Not even close. He graded out 45th in the league last year. That's down from where he was two, three years ago. So not only are you not getting production, you're paying a ton of money for the production that you're not getting. Again, you might get Nate Solder and say, wow, we got a steal. We got a starting left tackle. You probably paid a ton for him, and he's not as good as what you're paying for. Told you before, this is not a great free agent class. It just isn't. This is not a great free agent crop this year. You're going to pay a lot for probably a lot less player than what you're hoping to get. So, Here is our final free agent that I would be looking to avoid if I was an NFL GM. So I'm talking to a friend the other day. We're talking about the Denver Broncos options at quarterback. Should they go pay big money for Kirk Cousins? Should they go settle for someone like Case Keenum? And here's what we both said. Maybe free agent A.J. McCarron is the guy. And I started thinking about why we said that. Why are we deciding on A.J. McCarron? And why is A.J. McCarron really, really intriguing to GMs around the NFL? And do you know why he's intriguing? It's very, very simple. Because we haven't seen him play. And as a result, we haven't seen him look like a complete buffoon in a pressure situation. But here's the thing you keep in the back of your mind as you think of A.J. McCarron. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe A.J. McCarron is the guy for my team. We need a quarterback. We don't want to spend big money on the Kirk Cousins. We're not sure what Case Keenum is going to cost. Maybe A.J. McCarron is the answer. And he might be. I don't know. But before we go handing him a huge guaranteed contract with a ton of incentives... And before we go christening him as the next great quarterback, and before we turn over the keys of a franchise to A.J. McCarron, I just want you to think about this one simple item. A.J. McCarron couldn't beat out Andy Dalton. Did you hear what I just said? A.J. McCarron could not beat out Andy freaking Dalton. And now, people are going to pwn up a ton of money for his services? I don't think he's going to be cheap. Yes, he'll be less than a Kirk Cousins. Yes, he'll probably be a little bit less maybe than a Case Keenum. But I don't think he's going to be cheap. 
And do you know why he won't be cheap? Do you know why people are going to go after AJ McCarron? Because the unknown intrigues us. That's all. We've seen Case Keenum have bad games. We've seen Kirk Cousins have bad games. And there are other quarterbacks out there, lesser quarterbacks, Brock Osweilers and guys like that. We've seen them. We know what they are. We don't know what A.J. McCarron is. And because we don't know what he is, we say, maybe he's really, really good. Maybe he is the answer to all of our problems. Just remember, he couldn't beat out Andy Dalton. He might not be the savior that we're hoping that he is. Hey, tomorrow is Wednesday, and we are actually tracking down a guest to talk some March Madness with here on The Daily Dose, and I promise you, if we can track him down, he will be well worth your time to tune in for, because this guy knows hoops. have to say thank you so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Tuesday. For all of you that share the show, that tell your friends, that email and text us, we appreciate it. If you are not subscribed to The Daily Dose wherever you listen, please do us a favor and hit that little subscribe button. It does help us get a few more listeners. We would appreciate that. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.